folks, this is Ron Longwell, and I'm glad you're here today for another episode of the Jesus Society Podcast, a conversation exploring relationship, renewal, and purpose in the kingdom of God. This is episode 44 of the Jesus Society Podcast, and this will be the last episode of 2020. We're finally about to put 2020 to bed. Yay for that. Um, so today, uh, because we're, uh, we're at the end, finally, mercifully, at uh, 2020, Looking forward to a better 2021 than we had 2020. Um, I want to talk uh, about 2021. Um, here's the thing: we we are a um, we're a nation of goal setters in this country, and at this time of year, just about everybody starts thinking about setting goals or making resolutions uh, for the new year. And I understand that; I do that too. Um, and I, too, like most of you, um, get, you know, a month into it and fail miserably, <laughs> usually. So um, so I want to talk about, um, because this is a podcast about intimacy with God and with others, um, I, I want to talk about setting some, um, some spiritual goals for 2020. And uh, as I'm going to say in a minute, it's not really about setting goals, okay? Um I want to talk about getting uh, the, the most out of 2021 spiritually. Uh, in particular, I want to talk about how we can improve our relationship with God. Because really, the relationship you have with God will fuel every other part of your life. All right? So we can't shortchange that. Now, I have, uh, I have got a blog post up um, over at our Patreon site titled God's Spiritual Roadmap, okay? And I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes for today. And in that, um, in that little essay, uh, it, it kind of lays out my conceptual framework uh, of what I think God's goals are for us, what He wants to accomplish in our lives, what He wants of us, what He's doing in this world uh, as it involves His people, okay? And how He works in our lives to accomplish that. And, and I mention that because everything we're going to um, talk about today kind of flows um, out of that conceptual framework, right? It assumes that conceptual framework. So I would encourage you to go over there and read that, um, maybe before you dive too deeply into today's episode. Uh, if you can do that, that would be, I think, I think helpful. But you know, you're all grown-ups. You can do whatever you want. So if you don't want to listen, if you don't want to read that, that's fine. If you want to read it after you've um, listened to this, you know, you're big boys and big girls. You can you can do whatever you want. But I think that's a that would be a helpful approach. So with that little introduction out of the way, I wanna I wanna start this discussion with a couple of um, maybe big picture concepts here. Um, the first of which. As you, as you move into the new year, um, try to pay attention to what you pay attention to, okay? Um, because what we give our attention to really drives our direction in life, okay? And, and here's a really good example for that, and it's, uh, it's very appropriate this year, right? If the primary thing that you pay attention to day in and day out is politics, 
that's just that is going to form your your thinking and shape your day-to-day activities in certain ways it, it it's just going to it's going to form it's going to form you it just is and not necessarily in good ways i think right and there's loads and loads and loads of other things right that you can that, that you can pay attention to that are maybe not as helpful as you would like them to be right um social media um tiktok if that's your thing right um uh, facebook instagram all those things can be part of a decent life but they can they can be a huge time suck too right so um and i and i also know that there's loads and loads and loads of things in life that we simply must pay attention to right you've got to work you've got to pay bills you've got to you know there's just you got to change the oil in your car you got to keep up on your insurance you've got to buy groceries you've got to cook meals you've got to plan meals there's you got to do laundry. You've, you know, there's loads and loads and loads of things that occupy our, our time, and you've got to pay attention to those things. But for a lot of us, even a lot of us that call ourselves Christians, God sometimes gets shortchanged in that because God's not standing there tapping your, tapping you on the shoulder, demanding your attention like a lot of other things are. Right? God is important, but not always terribly urgent. Right, and so uh, it, it's just a thing. the 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 important often gets shortchanged because of the urgent. Right, so uh, God often falls way down on our list of things that we give our attention to. And what I would like to encourage you to do in twenty twenty one, if you if you would like a, a a better, healthier, more fulfilling relationship with God than you had in twenty twenty. Start trying to pay a little bit more attention to God and to the things of God. Uh, in James chapter 4, verse 8, James says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Simple, right? Like, and, and I think that's true, and I don't know any other better way to say that. If you draw near to God, he will draw near to you, right? But you have to take some steps. You're a, you're a part of this, Right? Um, in Deuteronomy 4, verse 29, we read, You will search for the Lord with all your heart, um, and you will find him when you seek him with all your heart and all your soul. That's a promise. It's a promise. Um, you seek him, and he will, um, he will be found. Right? Simple, simple concepts. So, Give Jesus a bit of your attention this year. You won't regret it, and you will probably be surprised at what he does in your life because you've started paying a little bit more attention to him. And and to do that, you, you're probably going to have to maybe realize that you're spending a lot of your attention on some things that don't deserve it as much. Okay. Second kind of big picture concept. I want to encourage you to do something different than what we normally do. Um, when we kind of go into a new year. And that is, I want to encourage you not to set goals, not to make resolutions, okay? Um, In my opinion, goals are a fantastic way to fail because most of us end up setting goals that are way too big, way too time-consuming, and way too complicated. Goals that involve way more life change, than most of us can realistically handle. And so we start off strong. 
But after just a little while, we find out that we, we just can't keep it up because it's more complicated, it's more time-consuming, or, or whatever. And so we quit. And when we quit, that's when the self-loathing starts. You, you hearing me on this? Does this sound familiar? Because it does with me. And, and so I, I just, I just want to say, let's just quit that, right? Um, we start feeling like we've let God down and that he's terribly upset with us when in many cases, God didn't ask us to do these things. We did, right? Um, so what I would like you to do instead, instead of, uh, you know, making a long list of resolutions and goals and whatnot, um, something I think will ultimately be much more valuable than, than either of those two things. Instead of setting goals or making resolutions, try to develop some habits. And I'm going to kind of lay out how that works as we get into some of the specific suggestions that, that I'm about to give you. Um, but think about habits instead of goals. Okay. So with that said, I've got, I think, about four suggestions on how you can improve your relationship with God and have a, have a more engaged relationship with Him uh, in 2021 than you had in, in 2020. Okay, the first, the first one, and this is the, this is the big one, right? This is huge. Um, for some of you anyway, this is going to be really huge. Start thinking differently about God. Start thinking differently about God. And what I mean by that is start believing that God is good and that he loves you and that he really is working for your blessing and your welfare, okay? Learn to see him as he is, not, not as you've been led to believe that he is. Learn to see him as a loving father rather than as, a, as an angry or, or, or judgmental deity, right? A, a lot of us have had this concept of God that, that he's this finger-wagging God that's, that's, that's up there with a clipboard um, watching, you know, kind of like, you know, we sing the song about Santa Claus. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. And he's making a list and he's checking it. You know, that's kind of what we think about God, that he's watching out for everything you do that steps out of the lines. And he's writing that down. And someday we're going to stand before him. He's going to read that long list of all the ways in which we've screwed up and, and hopefully, just hopefully, at the end of all that, he'll find a way to let us in anyway. You know, our, hopefully our good deeds will outweigh our bad. All that kind of garbage that, we, that, we, that a lot of us just really think is true, okay? I don't know where we got that. Well, I know kind of some of where we got that. But the Bible doesn't completely paint that picture of God with us. And yes, I know, I know there's a verse in Romans that talks about we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of God, right? And we pull that verse out and we think that that's the whole story. And we forget other verses like in, the, in, the, in, in 1 John where he tells us that if we sin, we have an advocate, Jesus Christ the righteous, Right? So, so we've got this courtroom scene all conjured up in our mind where we're going to stand before the, the judge and he's going to list off our infractions and, and ding us for them, you know. 
But we forget we've got a we've got a great defense attorney, and the defense attorney is is Jesus. He is the Son of the Judge. And 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 that's a poor illustration of how this all works because it it makes it seem like God's against us and Jesus is for us, and that is not true, right? But we can't. We just we got to get rid of some of that junk. We've got to get rid of some of that junk. That is not how this is going to play out. God loves you, okay? So we've got to start. We've got to start seeing Him as He is, and not as we've been led to believe that He is. All right. Um, Stop believing that, that when something isn't going right in your life that it's because God's punishing you for something you must have done, right? So, so, so to start this off, to, to kind of start building a, a, a theology of God that's more accurate, I want to remind you of a, of a couple of statements about God that I think maybe will help, right? The most common statement about God in the whole Bible, Old Testament and New, is this. And it is found in lots of places in slightly different forms. And we talked about this not too long ago. Um, but it's found in Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7. And, and here's what it says. The Lord is a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, and abounding in faithful love and truth, maintaining faithful love to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity, rebellion, and sin. That is the most common description of God in the Bible. Um, the psalmist, in another verse, in Psalm 34, verse 8, invites us to taste and see that the Lord is good. And he follows up by saying, blessed is the man who trusts in him. Right. So he invites us to experience God. Don't just read about him, but get into a relationship with him and you will see, you will experience the goodness of God. Jesus says in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, he says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, for I'm, I'm lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Right? So those are some statements about God. And there's lots of them like that. Let those drive your, your concept of God and not that some of the junk that you hear from society or your past or your parents or, or your church or you know wherever you get the garbage, throw, take the trash out, right? And while we're at it, let me remind you of some, some, some of the great promises um, that God makes in Scripture. And, and I'm not going to read the, the, the verses. You can read those. I'll tell you where they are. But I'm, I'm going to kind of just put these in my own language. The first is, God will never leave you. That's Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. The second is, God will give you what you need. Philippians 4, 19. God will give you strength. Isaiah 41, verse 10. God will work all things together for your good. Romans 8, 28. And then the fifth one, and there's way more than this, right? I just pick five. God is preparing a place for you with him. John 14, 1 through 3. So God is good, folks, and he loves you, and he wants to care for you.
And if you think anything about God other than that, you probably need to revise your perspective a little bit. So if you want a closer relationship with him in 2021, you got to start with thinking better of him than, than the way some of you think about God, okay? So that's number one. That's your first suggestion. Start thinking better of, about God. Secondly, start spending time with him if you're not already doing so, okay? If you want a closer relationship with God, start spending some time with him. All relationships are built on time spent together, and it's the same with God. So how do you do that? Well, the, the, the two classic answers, and I'm going to talk about both of them in a little bit different ways, are, are reading the Bible and spending time in prayer. I'm going to talk about both of those. For right now, I want to talk about the Bible part, okay? Start by reading the Bible every day. Now, there's some things I want to say about this. I really like the idea of trying to read the Bible through cover to cover every year. Um, I, I like that idea. I like it a lot. Um, and if you want to do that, I'm not going to tell you you have to do that. In fact, for some of you, I'm not even sure that's the most helpful thing. Um, but if you want to do that, there's all manner of Bible reading schedules online that you can get to, right? And that'll, that'll you know, there's lots of ways to, to, to get you there. And you can, you can go dig for those and find them and pick one that you kind of like and, and do that, okay? But if you're not in the habit of reading the Bible at all, and a lot of you are in that camp, okay? And I'm not, and I'm not, not condemning you, not judging you, none of that. But if you want to start growing in your relationship with God, you, I think you need to spend some time in Scripture, right? You need to get the words and the concepts and ideas of Scripture in your head. That'll go a long way toward helping you think correctly about God, right? But if you're, if you're that way, if you haven't been doing this at all, um, reading the Bible, the whole Bible through in a year may seem a little bit intimidating, okay? So remember what I said earlier about setting goals rather than uh, not setting goals, but rather developing habits. That applies here. So if you're, if you're not in the habit of reading the Bible every day, here's, here's what you do. So maybe instead of setting the goal to read the Bible, the whole Bible through in a year, or reading two chapters a day, or even one chapter a day, or, you know, one way to attack reading the Bible all the way through is say, okay, instead of doing it in a year, I'm going to do it in two years. Okay, that's fine. You do that. Um, whatever. But maybe even that seems too much for you. So, so maybe start by saying, okay, I'm going to read for 15 minutes a day. So, so the idea in, in set making, developing habits instead of setting goals is you gotta, you got to pick something that you can do without too much headache, right? It, it is far more important that you pick something that you can stick to than it is to send some big, grand, lofty goal that you're going to drop after a week because you just can't keep it up, right? So, so make it reasonable. Make it attainable. You, and you know what you can do, but be realistic, you know what kind of time commitments you have, what other kind of stuff you're going on. Make it, a, make it a priority to do this, but how much you do, you know, if you're not doing it at all, make it something you can do, okay? And then after you've done it for 30 to 60 days and it, and it becomes a habit, then you can extend that if you want. But, but start small and, and start simple. It's better to get five verses a, a day 
in your head and in your heart than to try to get two or three chapters or a whole book in your in your head every day and and you just can't do it and then you start feeling like a worm right because you can't do it so i hope that makes sense um I'm, I'm going to give you another resource. So a while ago, I did a podcast about how to read the Bible for yourself. I think there's some pretty good stuff in there. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. You can go back and, and listen to that, and maybe you'll you'll find some help there. But but the big point is, start with what you can do. Pick, you know, five verses or, or ten verses or a, a section, right? A, you know, your Bible has, you know, sections of Scripture divide, divided up. Um, the apostles didn't put those sections in, right? The Bible writers didn't do that. They did that hundreds and hundreds of years later. But but pick a section and just read a section so you get some kind of context with it and and do one of those a day. And if that takes you 10 minutes or five minutes or, you know, like start where you have to start and do it every day, right? Okay, that's important. Um, thirdly, so... so um, Start thinking differently about God. Start spending some time with Him in the Bible. And then thirdly, my third suggestion is I want to encourage you to learn a new way to pray. And what I mean by that is to think of prayer more as a dialogue than just a monologue. Okay. In other words, start learning to listen to God and not just talk to Him. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. Share the concerns of your heart with God, okay? Um, d- d- don't think your, your prayers, your talking to God has to be some big lofty thing. Just talk to Him like you were talking to a friend and share your heart with Him, okay? But learn to listen, too. Um, that's important, okay? Um, and, and, and again, because we're, we're trying to build habits, not, not set goals, start with... Maybe spending just 10 or 15 minutes a day in silence. You know, um, talk to him first. Say, God, is there anything you want to say to me? Um, maybe read the Bible first and, 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 then, and then just get quiet. And Lord, what do you want to say to me about this? How, how am I supposed to understand this? And then listen. Just, just sit quietly. Um, and I'm not going to go into a ton of detail about this because I did a whole podcast episode a while back about this. And so I'm going to refer you to that and I'll put a link in the show notes for that as well. And it's a, it's a whole podcast about how to, some of the mechanics and specifics about how to try to start listening to God. Okay. Um, so, so go back and listen to that and, and maybe that'll help. Okay. So that's three. And the fourth one is, my fourth suggestion for, for trying to grow closer to God in 2021 is don't try to do this alone. Remember that God is inviting you into a family, not an organization. And, and he's not, it's, it's not just a solo event either. What God is trying to do in this world is to gather together a people who can function as agents of blessing in this world. And he's going to start that by changing you. Right, and that's part of that that document that I mentioned, that that essay that I wrote, um, the uh, God's spiritual roadmap. That like I, I covered all that in there, but but because He's inviting you into a family, you can't really do this alone, um, and because you can't really do this alone, find a few soul friends, soul friends, to walk with you 
And what I mean is find a few people, preferably two or three other than yourself, who are kind of leaning into God, trying to walk the same way and, and trying to find a closer relationship with him. Get some people like that, and preferably of the same gender that you are, and start just getting together for an hour or so every week. Um, have breakfast, have lunch, have coffee. Just get together. And, um, and when, you, when you get together, there's a couple of habits that I want you to try to start cultivating during your, during your time together every week. Okay, First, this is huge, be real with each other. Okay, Be a bit vulnerable. Share your, your heart and your soul with each other. How are you feeling this week? Right? Emotions are important. Um, emotions, without getting too off in the weeds on this, emotions give us a real window in, in our soul. And oftentimes the place where we're experiencing the most intense emotions are the places where God is most eager to work in your life. So don't just choke those down and ignore them. Get them out in the open. Talk to God about them. Listen to what God has to say about these emotional, these emotions you're experiencing. And, and, and share them with your with your little intimate circle of friends, your soul friends, right? Um, because first and foremost, this, this little weekly gathering you're doing, this is not a meeting. It's not even a Bible study. Okay, so get those ideas out of your head. You're, you're, you're meeting together for discipleship, for, for growing closer to God and closer to one another, okay? And that's not a Bible study, and it's not a meeting, right? Um, I used to say when I was in full-time church work, I'm not really as old as I look. I just have been to a lot of meetings, right? If you're in business, you know what that's like. So this is about building relationships. And a great truth about relationships is that intimacy only grows through mutual self-disclosure. I'm going to say that again. This is important. Intimacy only grows through mutual self-disclosure. So you got to let people in your life. And that's true, by the way, with God, right? If you want greater intimacy with God, talk to him about what your heart is, what's going on in there, okay? So, so first, the first habit to start cultivating is be real with each other, okay? Be vulnerable, share your heart with each other, Okay? The second habit I want you to try to cultivate during your, during your times together, there's only two of these and none of these are hard, okay? I want you to discuss a passage of Scripture together. And it doesn't have to be a big passage either. In fact, I think sometimes it's better if they're small, okay? Remember, you're not trying to cover ground here. You're not trying to, you're not trying to get through a book of the Bible as quick as you possibly can, right? That will, that will short-circuit what needs to happen here, Okay? So, so don't try to make it a, a big passage, okay? Um, f- find a, a small section or a few verses or, a, you know, m- maybe a chapter, but I'd say even try to go less than that. If you run out of things to discuss, then move on, but, but, but don't, over, don't overshoot here in all this. And in your discussion, I want you to focus not so much on the acquisition of knowledge, but on following Jesus more closely, okay? Um, And you can start wherever you want to, um, but one really good place to start is the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 through 7, okay? 
So read it and then ask yourselves, what is God calling you to in the passage that you're reading? And talk about what it would mean to follow him more closely in those areas. What does this look like? How, how can I, how can we together live this out a little, little closer? Okay? So four habits um, I, I want you to think about cultivating in 2021. Try to start thinking differently about God. Start spending some time with God in part by reading the Bible a little bit each day. And also part of spending some time with God, learn to see prayer as a dialogue, not just a monologue. Learn to listen to him. And then finally, find a few soul friends to walk this journey with you. All relationships require effort and time and grace and love. And your relationship with God is no different. But I promise you, as as James says, that if you draw near to God in 2021 in those four ways, he will draw near to you. And I promise you it'll change your life. And with that, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you'll join us again next week. As always, we'd appreciate it if you tell others about the podcast. Uh, We're easing up on uh, getting close to having done this for a whole year, which is a big milestone that I'm kind of looking forward to. Uh, If you enjoy the show, please please like us, rate us, review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Amazon Music. Uh, Please visit our Facebook group uh, for the Jesus Society podcast. We've got a Facebook group and a Facebook page. You can find both of those there. Uh, And as we mentioned a while back, and I'm not going to make a big deal about this, but we started a Patreon page, um, and there's a link for that in the show notes. Um, You can uh, find a lot of other resources there. You can also, if you choose, if you want to, uh, support the work that we're doing. Um, you can do that in a, in a very small amount or a big amount, whatever you want to do. And if you don't feel called to do that, if you, that's fine. That's really fine, okay? We're so glad you're here listening to us. We're, we're so glad you're part of this community. I hope, I pray God's richest blessings for you in 2021, that it'll be the best year you've ever had with God. Thanks for listening. And don't ever forget, you are greatly loved. <laughs>